Welcome to the Modern Enlightenment Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tom and Will Connect. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Modern Enlightenment Podcast. I am your host, Will, along with my brother, Tom. And Tom's good to be back. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, man, I'm so grateful for Thanksgiving. This year, we had a Thanksgiving dinner and not lunch. Mind-blowingly amazing. Um, I don't think I want to go back to Thanksgiving lunch ever again, honestly. Most chill, delicious, warm food, and then you get to go into your turkey coma right into your bed. It was beautiful. Love it. It was good. How about you, bro? We smoked a brisket, um, mm-hmm. got together and, and chowed down, watched some football, and slept like a bambino. Good stuff. Good Already got the Christmas decorations up onto the next yes. holiday. Indeed so, do. What do we got for these folks today? So today we are going to be explicitly talking about the problem um, and solutions associated with the modern enlightenment. And to get us started, let's talk about what that modern enlightenment really means. You see, the first enlightenment way back in the 1500s was all about identifying how the government's role in society actually worked. You know, John Locke, Thomas Hobbes, Brousseau, Montesquieu, these cats were having in-depth conversations about where does the power of the government come from? And how does the government get to choose what and how they do things to us? And of course, at that time, they were all kings and queens and they were corrupt. And so there was a lot of things to be concerned about. This program is not so much about the government, but it's more about us as people. What is the role of people in society? How are we as each other supposed to interact with one another, do business together, and interact with our governments, our institutions, and other things like that in society as well? Therefore, it is a modern enlightenment for that reason, in that we're talking in similar ways as the old enlightenment philosophers did, but just about people today in the community. So along these lines, we all kind of feel that there's this weird kind of unknown schism that is separating people, whether it's the uh, income inequality that people see in society or racial tensions or, you know, I'm working from sunup to sundown and I still don't seem to have enough money to pay the bills. Like there's problems going on in society. There's issues that we're facing. A lot of us are concerned about economic impacts, environmental impacts, you know, the cost of oil is getting too high. And what about COVID? Ah, what are we going to do? So all these stuff is, is really kind of crazy and it causes a lot of uncertainty in our lives. And so it's important that we have this dialogue to figure out how can we as humans, the most amazing adaptive creatures in the entire existence of this planet, how can we as humans figure out a way to get through this really turbulent water together in harmony and with love and having an actual future that we're all going to be proud of and more importantly, still existing. Yeah. And uh, so... Yeah, you know, I'm 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 over here picturing, you know, the 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 world at large, as you describe, and it's, uh, you know, so much of it seems to be, so much of that imagery comes from um, the uh, the the things we hear in the media. Um, so I'm almost. I'm almost tempted to say, hey, I, I have the solution. Don't watch the news. <laughs> Keep your TV. And what a wonderful one, too. 
right? Sit around with your family, play Monopoly, read a book, play video games for all I care. Just don't turn on the news. And, and what is that too, right? Like, what is it about the news that seems to only give us that bad information? It's why we try to share good news on this mm-hmm. show. And I think, you know, uh, the, the media has a responsibility. And there was originally this promise that the media would be providing the uh, unedited truth about circumstances without any sort of conjecture, without any sort of bias, without any suggestion and implications or anything like that associated with it. And, and what happened to that? What happened with that? When did the media get bought out, whether by Republicans or Democrats? When did it become just as divided as everything else in this society? And why is it that we continue to finger point uh, at problems and blame each other and blame this or that for all of the problems that are going on? I, I Honestly, there's, there's a lot to go through with all this. And so today, let's talk about what some of these problems are, right? Media okay. is a great example, Will, of a source of hypocrisy. Hypocrisy inundates us constantly. Even today, you know, there's this Omicron variant of COVID, the president, he's closing borders to South Africa, and yet he condemned President Trump for closing borders to China when COVID first became COVID. Mm. Uh, the hypocrisy is obvious. Um, you know, we have ethical problems where people continue, whether they're teachers or bus drivers or just people at concerts, lacking ethics in terms of choosing a path that is appropriate for themselves and sticking to that and backing it up with morality, having some semblance of common decency. Simply right? doing the right thing. Just do it right. How we all think that you should act with some sort of common decency. Why is it okay to be decent to one human, but not decent to another human, regardless of color, race, or creed? I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. You know, we've got ideological differences where, oh, I'm a Democrat, so you're an idiot if you're a Republican. Well, I'm a Republican, so you're an idiot if you're a Democrat. And we have ideological differences in so many different ways. I'm a Christian, but, so you're an idiot if you're a Muslim. Bro, the yeah. wise men that came to visit Jesus were Muslims. They came oh, from the yeah. East. Jeez. Like, pay attention, look at the map. Where is Israel and what's east of Israel? That was literally the Arab nation. But like, come you, on, man. But Granted, Tom, Islam didn't exist then. Islam didn't exist then, so they technically weren't Muslims. But like, come on. But don't you know there can only be one? So <laughs> the hypocrisy is obvious. And, and even in those kinds of crazy arguments, it's like, all four of those things that I just mentioned, hypocrisy, ethics, morality, ideology, all of those influence governance. And when the government is influenced by these things, they start to make ridiculous rules and they start to make ridiculous expectations of us. And unless we're smart enough to recognize those ridiculous things, we're just like the sheep following each other to slaughter at the end of the harvest season. Like that, wow. So I I think, I think um, I'm getting, I'm probably getting ahead of you here, but you know, the problem is, if you're if you're if you're not smart enough to know any better, who, <laughs> what other options do you have to, uh, other than to listen to these buffoons? Yeah, exactly. And so that's why it's important for us to get this this message out, because yeah. I believe that there is a huge cohort of people that are blindly living a blissful life. And it feels so gorgeous and it feels lovely. And it's the American dream. And it's, you know. I also know that there's a whole bunch of people who are suffering out there in the world and they don't know why. 
Yeah. And these so the solutions that we have, as simple as they might sound, are hard and they challenge that status quo of the life that you live. And it might bring you out of the comfort of your stable existence and it might force you into a, a thought provoking circumstance that really needs to exist just for the betterment of, of yeah. our future, of our existence. You know, and so outside of the government, You've got social judgment. You've got people blaming each other for all sorts of different things. We've got family influence or a lack thereof, where moms and dads are so busy trying to just make the ends meet that kids are raising kids. And when kids are raising kids, then there's all sorts of message issues that come with that. We've got an education, which is somehow our test scores are getting better. And yet the overwhelming consensus from teachers, and I'm a teacher, been a teacher for the last 12 years, is that there are huge issues in education mm-hmm. greed and selfishness it all boils down to when people yep. feel that greed that they have the right ideology they have the right answer they know what the problem is and that that greed drives their decisions they start to do silly and corrupt things. whatever all, whatever is good what it's all about me 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 yeah. me it's this it's this horrible um notion of a of a, um, a, you know, a, a zero sum game where, you know, the people, there's always somebody who's taken and it's always at somebody else's expense. So you've got this zero sum game. What we're trying to propose here is a positive sum game where when we all give, well, guess what? We all win. We all get to win. Yeah. We, we all get to win together. When we, Many hands make for light work, right? You got it. You got it. So that's, that's, that's what we're trying to get to here is a positive sum game. And, and so, you know, Will, it's all of this, this, it feels so negative. All of those things feel so negative when you think about the fact that they might be missing. Concepts like ethics and morality should be a part of everyone's core being. And I believe if you ask any person, and we plan to, Ask many people, what type of, you know, ethical things drive your life? What type of morality, you know, concepts do you live by? I think that you'll see that everyone has some semblance of moral ethics. And the question then becomes, do you live by them? Mm-hmm. Do you actually follow them? Or do you choose to remain ignorant? Do you choose to just live in your own little bubble and say, no, I'm doing my own thing. I'm living my comfortable life. So let me continue to indulge in this comfort mm-hmm. and let me not go and seek the truth let me not go and find out you know how i can actually do something of of substance or value let me just trust whatever i hear from the media from the news from my friend from my teacher let me just trust my teacher y'all you should not trust your teachers i'm a teacher you shouldn't trust what i say i want you to go and look for yourself i want you to go and get educated do some research ask people talk to your spiritual leaders Talk to as many different people about this stuff as you can. Get involved. That's what matters most. You know, Will, I I just wonder if you, of all these things, which one do you think is the easiest to fix? Um, Out of all all the problems. Yeah, of all these problems, which is the easiest one to fix, do you think? Ooh. Man. Uh, I think you already identified one to some extent. You know, 
I want to say, I, I, I wish I could say that education would be the, the easiest to fix. Um, but that's in a lot of cases, and, and this is just me speak, speaking my mind on the, on the matter, you know, I had a baseball coach who, who once said, look, when it comes to running fast, all you got is what your mama gave you. You know, you can't, you can't, some, some people are never going to win the gold medal in the hundred meter dash. And some people are never going to be road scholars. If you, if you know what I'm saying, I mean, we not to say they don't have the potential to be a road scholar, or are you saying exactly that? Like I'm saying do? exactly that. I'm saying that the overwhelming obstacle for um, for say a person whose genetics, you know, circumstances of uh, in, into which they were born, and so forth. There's 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 a lot at um, uh, it, like a lot of variables that go into that equation of whether it's probable. I'm not saying it's imp impossible. It's more likely than someone becoming the gold, you know Olympic gold medalist in the hundred meters. Sure, that doesn't have any kind mm -hmm. of you know that's 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 you know body mechanics and there's a whole lot of other other stuff going into that equation, but. It's, it's, it's hard. I think, I think at the end of the day, you know, we have to do better. Um, there has to, we have to make learning cool again. It has to yeah. be this thing that people want to do. We yeah, have how do you make it so that you want to learn, right? If education is the easiest thing, you know, and, and I, it also made me think of something that you were saying earlier when you, all of these things, you know, the problems of society, a lot of it's just perpetuated through the media and it's really easy to just turn it off. Yeah. Well, what keeps people from learning? You know, one of the easiest ways to learn when you go throughout all of history, how did people start learning? They just read, they read books. Yeah, well, that's all there was to do. That's all there was to do, right. Yeah. So how much would change, for example, even for that person whom you were just describing, if a little bit more book reading happened? Mm-hmm. If yeah. we encourage the reading of books and showed individuals whom don't trust the book because they've always had the magical music box showing me the pictures and playing for me the tunes instead of letting my imagination run wild and create that illustration for me. Yeah, the problem, the, the unfortunate problem with reading is it's reading. You have to read. <laughs> yeah, you have to read. You know, no, the, the, you know it takes... Uh, a, a wise man once said, beware the person who doesn't keep any books. And, you know, I get it now, you know, you can have your Kindle uh, and have it all, have all your books on the cloud. That's great. I prefer, I like physical copies. I kind of like to put them out as little trophies of my intelligence around the house. People can go, sure. oh, wow. He just read Bernardo, Bernardo Castro, <laughs> you know, Bernardo Castro's latest book. He must be a really smart dude. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let me tell you all about idealism, you know, uh, but, you know, you also have audio books. And so you can gain the information just by listening oh, to it. What a great it. convenience. What you a fantastic it. resource of the modern age to gain intelligence and but, still have exposure to new things. But do you know, the thing is, when it comes to reading, 
the people who are reading are already smart. They're already like intellectual minded individuals that take great pride in being well-read and learned individuals. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have to incentivize people to read, yeah. you know, it's like, we have Which, to have a little treat and go, okay, every time you read a chapter, you get a little, you know, a little treat. A Skittle. I'm telling yeah. you, if you could create the reading app that rewarded people for actually reading and I'm talking, you got to make, you got to prove that they read it, not just cliff notes, you know, right. there have sure. to be, there have to be little kernels that pop up in real time as you like win a dollar. Yeah. Or whatever. At the end of your, mm-hmm. that you have, a, that you have a chance at say a big lottery prize or, you know, and if you, and dude, whoever invents that app, yo, let's, let's give us some credit. Yeah. We're going to take, we're, <laughs> we're going to take this to the next stage. It's going to be like Kindle, but when you're reading boom, you see the little, the little something comes up that you have to take a note, take note of. And then you, there's a test at the end or whatever. Boom. You potentially, if people had some kind of incentive. But will though, this imagine. is the hard part about it all. This is the hard part. You have to incentivize something that should be selfless. Great point. You have to, why do you have to provide the incentive? That just feeds into the problem of, of greed and selfishness where I'm only going to do it if it benefits me somehow in a material game. The, the thing is when you, when you, it's not that it's benefiting. So because isn't the knowledge itself benefiting the circumstance? Like, isn't that what the joy is supposed to be? It is. And for people like us, our brains get the dopamine response or like, Ooh, I just learned something cool today and it's rewarding and it feels good. And we're conditioned to experience that. Other people, their brains get dopamine when they sit in front of their Xbox and blow people up on Halo. Yeah, well, that's true. You, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or when they're watching Monday Night Football and drinking a six pack or whatever, yeah. you know? Of course. And, of course. and so when you look at the, the, and I'm just talking about the, the, the brain chemistry behind all this, the reward center in the brain, mm-hmm. you know? what gets that thing going because maybe if you can get that part revved up and the brain's very elastic and, it, and you can get the yes. you can get this brain to do some incredible stuff and once you get that thing revved up now there's suddenly this this natural desire to do it so you know you just talked about this this idea of our body being able to give us what we need to encourage that positive growth and that positive development yeah. in the world and yeah, that feeds right it. into our solutions because yep. our solutions are all about that exact concept yes and the solutions to these 10 ideas these 10 problems that we just described that impact all elements of our life our family our religion the politics uh, you know ourself our community everything can all be resolved with basic ideas and it sounds cheesy but just go with us here uh love sharing love. expressing love and and you know and i don't mean to interrupt but when you say love i just also want to in parentheses put and also tough love yeah oh yeah for sure Definitely. because because i don't know about you but you know i i've i've um seen little snippets of stuff when when 
if you've grown to a point in your adulthood, in your adult life, where you are just triggered by the, by the, the slightest thing, whatever it may be, you need some tough love. And, and I think, and I think, you know, the world needs to quit um, to some extent coddling and, and pacifying these because it just feeds snowflakes. Into, it feeds into a selfish yes. circumstance whenever that does happen. You're not making these people any better no. in the process. And, and That's it, tough love. Right. Tough love is tough love is not to say that I'm going to ignore you or that I'm no. going to like whoop you because you did something wrong. Or or that but, I or that I don't have empathy or compassion for your plight. But, yeah, but, exactly. Hey, listen, you know not going to bend over backwards. So you're, so you're, you're, you know, your, your anxiety doesn't go off. Yeah. You but know why you have be... anxiety? You know, mm-hmm. we could probably fix that in other ways. Absolutely. And a big one is there's, there's love languages. Some people yeah. do acts of kindness. Some people require physical touch. Some people require a gift or a, a token, a simple message. And that simple message might say, hey, I know you've had a hard day. I know you're going to get over it. I have faith in you. And sometimes you just need to pull up those bootstraps and keep on trudging through the muck to get to the other side. And that goes along with the tough love that you're talking about. And it helps people get that sensation that they need to persevere mm-hmm. through the toughest of times. Yep. You know, but there's also gratitude, just being appreciative. Oh, you have even the littlest things. Yep. You know, show that gratitude. Mm-hmm. Practice practice listening. Yep. We are so eager sometimes to talk about ourselves. And I know I'm very guilty of this. I'm oh, no, I, am. I need to practice listening all the time. No, I need to practice. And exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, but, but listen, man, listen to the people around you. Listen to your kids. Listen to, to your friends, the, the strangers you meet on buses. You know, there's, uh, there's some science coming out that Apparently, people feel pretty good divulging really intense information to total strangers because yeah. the stranger then disappears and walks away. Off and you, you go. You feel better having gotten some heavy weight off your chest. Single serving nobody... friends like Fight Club. Perfect. Single serving friends. You know, practice humility. Like, oh, I made a mistake. Let me identify and explain that I made a mistake. I was wrong. Doesn't make me a bad person. In fact, so sorry. It's- it's kind of cool that I'm actually admitting that I was wrong. Not to mention that I say I was wrong and I'm sorry and please forgive me. Like there you it go. goes a long way. And have you ever actually forgiven somebody who's actually requested that forgiveness? It feels pretty good to forgive them. Oh too. my gosh. To like amazing. that closure. It, so much of the anxiety and the turbulence exists because people don't want to forgive somebody who's wrong. Them. Oh, dude. They're like, no, nah, man, forget you, man. No, no. Why? I know that we've all done corrupt things in our lives. We've, as humans, have done horrible things to other humans on this planet. But I'm sorry that I ended up looking like this in this body, having been born from the people that I was born from. Not exactly my choice, just came that way. And that is the same argument for every human on the planet. Can we live in the present? Can we practice Mm -hmm. some humility and recognize our mistakes? Practice some sacrifice even? Hey, and, and maybe compassion. Recognizing yeah. that as humans in this world, we're all struggling for the same stuff. Yep. It doesn't matter what your race, what your creed is. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. If we practiced a little bit more inclusivity, then we might 
recognize that this golden age that we live in can be even more brilliant. You go yep. through history and every single golden age that ever happened in the entire existence of humanity involved incorporating outsiders. Mm -hmm. People who were immigrating, people who had different religious beliefs, people who looked different, acted different, talked different. When those people came as part of a society, that's when the society started to be super robust. You got it. And that we've already go ahead. And no, I think I think you were lead that leads you right into the next, the next. Which is how we become more, more effectively educated and rejuvenating our educational structure. You were talking about reading just a little while ago. I think that it is, it is possible to look at the way that we're talking about learning, look at the systems of learning, even the building itself and remodeling what that looks like mm -hmm. for the betterment of a more dynamic environment. Why did we take all of the arts out of, out of schools? I don't understand that. I used to love going to school to be part of athlete, athletics, to be part of music or, or art or theater. Like that was why I went to school. It was cool to learn about science and social studies. I had to, because I didn't want to fail, but yeah. I went to school to be part of those extracurriculars, you know? Yeah. The last couple of things, you know, community. And, and when you have that inclusivity and when you have compromise and when you have sacrifice, our community can be so robust. We don't have to rely on people across the world for stuff. We don't have to rely on other parts of the nation either. And finally, the last solution to all the problems is rebuilding the family, mm. the importance of family. Ever since the Industrial Revolution, families have been broken and split apart. Parents working day and night just to make bucks and kids first working in the coal mines and the factories themselves, then shipped off to daycare. At, you know, my own daughter, six weeks old, was in daycare just so I could go back to work. So my wife could go back to work so we could continue to pay our mortgage, you know. And, and I trust very much the school that I pay a lot of money for my daughter to go into as her early child care because that's what... That's what I felt like I needed to do to help set her up for success. Yeah. But in the end, it's not the same kind of relationship as a family unit. Yeah. Sharing compassion, sharing that love, you know, and we talked about people struggling with some of those issues in their own life. Like, where does that come from first? Well, well, why do, why do families break up these days? Yeah. It goes back to the stuff in our list. It goes back to the problems. Yep. Yeah. And if we practice these solutions, if we practice love, gratitude, listening, humility, sacrifice, if we practice these things, then I believe it's very, very almost common sense to recognize how much this can have a huge ripple effect, not only in your mental health, in your physical health, but in the communal health and in the greater United States. You know, if you create policies that recognize these kinds of things instead of selfish policies, as government leaders, then we can make huge changes in this world. And that's what this modern enlightenment is about. That's what this is about. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the, uh, what people, I was so surprised myself. There were, there, there, perhaps in another episode i know we're running low on time some of the things we have to i think talk about and propose um in uh, that will make 
the solutions easier to incorporate into life. Start with how do we optimize ourselves so that we can be better people. And when you start to put the right things in your body, take care of yourself the right way and do things that are important for your mental health and your physical health and, and your well-being, it becomes so much easier to live the way you're supposed to, to be good for others and the people around you. And in return, it just, you start magnifying all this goodness in, into your positive own. Positive feedback loop. It's, it it's just becomes this, you got it, this really incredible positive feedback loop. So I think maybe that's a teaser of some things that we can talk about in next episode or future episodes. Absolutely. I know Absolutely. this is kind of a high level overview. Um, so what, um, what can we, what can our, our listeners expect uh, from us in the next episode? Maybe. So in this next episode, I think that it's uh, appropriate for us to look at some of these ideas in a little bit more detail. Um, you know, we, uh, we have a lot to go through. We, we can be talking about religion, community, family, education, ourselves. But I think it's most important that we first talk about family because we all are born into a family. Mm. And so uh, in our next episode, uh, we'll be discussing the role of the mom, the dad, the, the husband, the wife. The, if you're not even in a, a standard you know, family, if you have a mixed family, if you have all sorts of whatever's going on in your situation, we all have a role. And yeah. kids have a role just as much as the moms, the dads, the grandparents and uncles and cousins have roles. And so I think we'll go into a little bit more like what that family life can look like um, and some benefits to practicing these solutions in order to overcome the problems that may exist in, in the family life. Again, all, all to identify how can we as people be a more effective member of the community in which we live. I like that. I like that. We're going to chip away at making the world a better place one episode at a time, my brother. Yep. And we would really appreciate y'all joining us again. As always, please message us. We're on uh, Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Bump we're it. on all the places. And can I get a bump? Oh, boom. <laughs> Love you, bro. Love you, man. Uh, yeah. Find us. The Modern Enlightenment. Glad you're with us. Thanks so much, guys. And we'll catch you on the flip side.